to the people out there listening. How could the show be bad? Just enjoy it live from the spider room. The Internet Hotel Dropkick will be three young chucklers. I give that the space thumb of approval. Oh, God damn it. I set a standard as the sexiest host <laughs> of this show. You have no idea how hard it is to find headphones that are big enough to fit around my top hat. Idiot. You idiot. 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 You idiot. Too good. No, not good. Podcasturbation. You call it a tie, but I call it a cravat. I hate the world. I am a sociopath. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. This is about me. You can get like 20 ducks at a time in the mail. This is like my worst nightmare. What is happening here? What is happening here? What is happening here? Hello, listeners, and welcome to How Could This Show Be Bad? What? Yeah, that's what just happened right there. No. And you can thank Dan for it. I don't, I don't think that people are going to pick up on what just happened, so it's fine. Well, I mean, it's not fine because they're going to have that little jingle in their head and they're not going to understand that Dan couldn't stop singing it when we were setting up. Hey, 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 hey. Hello, everybody. I'm your uh, faithful host, Mike. With me, as always, Stephen Montenegro. Like I'm like I'm just here. Dan, don't talk after I say Stephen's name. We're identifying the voices. Yeah, Uh, dude. Hi, I'm Stephen (laughs) Montenegro. Where, Wait, when did Sasquatch get here? Oh, yeah. what? Oh, hey, hey, I'm okay. Here I go. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> bye, Sasquatch. That was fun. Fun little cameo there. Oh no, uh, I told him to come over earlier. He's gonna he's gonna borrow some forty fives from me. Mm. Cool. Yeah, he uh, cool. He's got a he's on a Bobby Darren tip. <laughs> Just, <laughs> okay. Just you guys start like a record club. After? We, we kind of yeah, kind of like. I thought you hated him. We, I came around. Hate breeds love of old records. That's true. I guess that is true. Yeah. But I, not old hate breed records. No. <laughs> well, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to uh, our tiny little alcove in the, in the flourishing uh, Rocky Bine whorehouse. Uh, we're just uh, we're casting the pods to y'all, mm-hmm. as we have always set out to do. Yep, our one dream in life. <laughs> that it's really yep. our tiny little lives. Uh, <laughs> podcast. It's really been my my whole dream in life. Ennui. Is <laughs> <laughs> anyone else's chair like seemingly trying to like? Voice them out the back way. Oh, were you asking us or were you asking the listeners at home? Yeah. Hey, listeners. Uh, even when your chair or... is like, whatever the hell Mike was talking about. No, no, no. I get it. Those chairs kind of lean back. The seat kind of leans back and the back doesn't come all the way down to the seat. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like it's trying to like Fold ejector itself. me out the back so that I can like go down some... Like winding shoot. Mine just feels like it's trying to like fold in on itself, like in a cartoon where like someone keeps trying to set up a lo- like an old lawn chair, uh-huh. you know, and then it keeps like and it goes, snapping. Shut. Well, I guess that's kind of what mine feels like, except I apparently have a more active imagination, and I imagine myself landing in some sort of like what are you talking about or something? Dan's imagination. Maybe, yeah. 
What? Did you say labia? <laughs> no. Oh, I kind of thought you I mean, did, too. That could work out. <laughs> what did you say? I said mobile. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, no. What, how is your imagination more active than Dan's? Dan's imagination came complete with sound effects from me. Mm-hmm. His imagination was so active, it communicated sound effects through me. Through the power mm, of magic. It sounds more like he needed backup on his imagination because of its weakness. I was able to communicate my ideas without any extra little throw-ins, any little morning zoo noises. Whatever, dude. I can just talk without anybody's help. Whatever. I'm like the... No, go ahead. Feel free. Okay. we got about an hour yeah, of this yeah, to yeah. go, right. so <laughs> if you're on top of that... Ladies and gentlemen, your, your faithful host, Mike, here. Uh, boy, I have at the... This weekend has been crazy. You guys know what I'm talking about, you faithful listeners at home? Number one, I'm sitting here talking to you alone, as I've always dreamed, while two hostile audience members stare at me with headphones, <laughs> just just watching me sweat and talk. And then there was also, yesterday, as I was trying to get my apartment in some semblance of order... I get a phone call. Who is it? Oh, it's mom. Wah, wah. So wait, wait. She, I thought you didn't need sound effects. I can you know when I'm providing oh! my own sound effects. Those weren't sound effects. All right, that was a musical score. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. That you offered. That you offered yourself. Yeah. Can I just? Can I just? Uh, I think we proved our point that you talking is boring. Sucks. I don't want to do too much of that. Nah, I don't think sucks that's hard. true. I'm sucks pretty sure that hard. my point was proved. But sucks hard, we can agree to disagree. I don't want to do too much of that at the top of the show. It was boring. Did you actually have a uh, an interesting story about talking to your mom? Oh, yeah. Was that going somewhere? Uh, it wasn't about talking to my mom. It was uh, she called and asked if I wanted to go to Ikea in order to like uh. get this like 30 year old I I recently turned 30 and she has this idea that we get like a largish present for that mhm and Wait, so really yeah oh Chuck yeah Chang. you're looking forward to it now aren't you I'll forget this conversation by the time I get 30 cuz I'm so much younger and than the, you guys mm. and the the largest present that you're going to get will come from IKEA mm. if you can't afford to buy things better buy things that are better than the stuff at Ikea by the time you're 30, you're just as pathetic as Mike. Well, that's kind of my point, really. <laughs> like, uh, like, she was taught, like, I was talking about, like, I don't know, maybe I could get, like, a kitchen cart or something. Because mm. I don't, the problem is, I'm 30, so the things that are big that I want are, like, like I don't want that much stuff. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Oh, my God. Get to the point. Well, this is going to be fun. You know what? We're going to take a little break. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I want to hear out, Ann. I had a point to make. This and, is my job. And my I job wanna, is to badger you. I want to hear people make fun of IKEA. I was, I was on board. You noticed that I was sitting silently. Yeah, I had my, I had my uh, Look, legs I crossed and my hands folded in my lap. We have a fucking hour to fill, and you already admitted at the top before we started that you were bringing nothing to. Well, I thought, wasn't at the top then. It was pre-summit. I thought that this story was going to be about IKEA, and you were going out on some tangent like. Oh, I'm 30 now, and I'm thinking about life and what I want. On we. 
Ennui. I'm not, but, thinking uh, about, I'm not thinking about what I want. I'm thinking about that I don't want anything. Okay. And like when it's a $300 item, yeah. it's like you get to a certain age and like you either need something that is a ridiculous amount of money that like you're going to be paying for for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or you want like a beer. <laughs> there's That's no in say. between. You know what I want? You know what I want right now? I need a new car. Uh-huh. I need to re-roof my house and add gutters. <laughs> and uh and I need socks. Exactly. Nice. There's there's nice. nothing for $300 that I really Just, need. Why didn't you get mine to buy you $300 worth of beer or geodes? Three hundred dollars. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> They're See? so cool. See? And glittery. Have you been watching Breaking Bad? Where no. did that come from? No. I just like geodes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Am I right, listeners? Whoa! Write us in with all of your sweet geode stories. Send us pics. Yeah. Where send, do they send those pics to, Dane? Howbadcast at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Dude, we're gonna get so many awesome geode pics. I, I so. know. I know that our listeners heavy <laughs> on the amateur geologist. <laughs> uh, you you got to feel that way. So you ended up getting a cart? No, I didn't get one, but we did go to Ikea. Just, because, just to hang out? Well, just because mom <laughs> desperately wants to give me something. Right. Because you needed, nice. a, uh, you needed a, a predetermined path through a giant warehouse. Yeah. Uh, it's worth of time to convince your mom that you didn't need anything. Well, basically, like, basically she... she did she asked up? me if, like, I wanted to go, and, like, since I hadn't been expecting it, and it was still, mm, let's say, three in the afternoon, so I hadn't really woken up uh-huh. yet, I hadn't had time to think of a reason think. why you didn't want to go. Yeah, so I agreed to it, which was the worst idea <laughs> I could possibly have. It sounds like a terrible idea. Especially if you if you are actively have already refused to want anything. Well, I mean, I could go to a place. I could use this kitchen cart. You know what costs three hundred dollars? Mid quality hooker. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but you know, mom wants something that like I'll have around yeah, to remember she, this was yeah. my thirtieth birthday she wants to be present. Able to point, I'd be like, I got him that. Yeah, so I would have to actually like impregnate the or hooker contract or contract or yeah. If if people didn't see where that was going long before someone said it, yeah, herpes yeah. are for life, Mike. Yeah, uh huh. And mom's a nurse; she could access that shit. Yeah, she could access what do you the mean? hell like, out of those herpes. Grab a f- a vial of herpes, no. put it into the hooker. Oh, so I thought I- you meant grab Mike's herpes. I meant I really just meant something as uh, innocent as looking at a file Mike has, which I guess isn't innocent; it's illegal. But. <laughs> Yeah. I'm saying she's got connections. Right. The, to hookers. The, uh, well, maybe. The direction that this conversation has gone is why we generally don't talk about mom on the podcast. What? <laughs> well, she's a delightful woman. All it? I'm saying is How that... How is any of that... Most of that had to do with your life is boring. That was the flaw in that story. That's true. You could have been like, Mom, let's buy some garbage. We were like, no, Mom, I'm Thoreau now. I don't need anything. <laughs> yeah, from Ikea. actually, I'm I'm kind of with Dan on this. It wasn't about how your life was boring. It's about how you choose to make your life boring. Because you could have gone to IKEA. You could have got ass cart. You could have gotten so many batteries, dude, from like the basement in IKEA, or so many bamboo spoons. Oh man! But no, spoons. you could have started. You could have started the Upper Midwest's foremost bamboo spoon collection. Totally. 
all of the same bamboo spoon. That's commitment. That's the worst collection <laughs> ever. That, but that's that is commitment in the way that you start a collection. World's worst you, collection. You've basically committed. No, at that's that horrible. That's horrible. No no no. no, no, no. You don't. You don't start a bamboo spoon collection that way. If you're going to use all the same bamboo spoons, you have to use them to form some structure. Like no, the no, no, biggest, no. You've basically the committed. Midwest bamboo spoon raft the or something like that. Biggest bamboo spoon made out of smaller bamboo <laughs> spoons. You basically committed to that point. At that point, you pretty too. much have to have a slotted spoon at that point, unless that's you're going to use a lot of glue to like mm, fill that's in true. the holes. Yeah, but you got to, uh, you got to. Uh, <laughs> the the floor recognizes Dan. I'm raising my hand. Uh, so, did you end up actually allowing your dear mother to buy you something for your birthday, or did you like just refuse? You may not be able to tell by the pronouns that Dan is using, but he and Mike share a mother. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. It's sort of a middle ground. Okay. Uh, we did not. She bought you $150 worth of IKEA furniture. <laughs> we did not end up getting the kitchen card, mm-hmm. though we did have the fun of bringing mom, who has a childlike wonder about anything that is uh, like an advanced form of crap, <laughs> <laughs> which is all IKEA is. Like, uh. you would not have seen more, like, wonder and awe in the face of like someone brought forward in time from like the 15th century <laughs> and like paraded through our the wonders of well, the I modern imagine age someone from the 15th century would also be horrified by ikea yeah they'd be they, like wait they the would chairs are made of the chairs are already broken they would recognize <laughs> that none of it that none of it was gonna last like, why don't you just like, carve it out of a stump like <laughs> we do like what is wrong with you people yeah. You haven't. Have you, you, don't have run, to, you have you people run out of resources entirely? Yeah, you don't have to lathe any of this. Right. <laughs> I got my I got my furniture from fifty generations back, right. and it's going to last another fifty what, generations. What particular section of the of the warehouse did she find such delights in? All of it. Oh, every single every single foot we went, it was like, oh, well, that's. That's so clever. Is that for shoes? It almost takes up no space. Oh, okay. Right. Is that is that uh, is that supposed to go on a wall? Well, now Are you supposed seen, to keep your look, silverware on a reached, wall? You've reached this magical 30s where all you want is socks and beer and cars and roofs. I didn't say I wanted and socks. Now yeah, that you've was seen in the future what your future will be like in another you know generation yeah. of time. You'll want apparently, all the garbage apparently that Sweden we're gonna, has to offer. Yeah, we're gonna crumble we're gonna crumble apart. And then be built back up, but not quite to the point where we've gotten to now, <laughs> to the point where we were 16 years ago. So did you guys end up getting anything for your birthday? The, um, the listeners want to know if Mike had a happy birthday. <laughs> I got some, like, bedding. Okay. That. Oh, you needed bedding. That she's going yeah. to return. Oh. So. Oh, you, so of. you still need bedding. Uh, Send your betting to howbadcast at gmail.com. That's how bad it works. Well, as an attachment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to attach it. Yeah, uh-huh. it'll be pretty big. I don't know if Gmail allows that size. Maybe you send it to us. Yeah. But right, well, put in the two line of the you send it form, howbadcast at gmail.com. Right. Okay, so the point. So you of, got nothing for your birthday, is what you're trying to say. Like you're trying to make the, this actually well, this rented, long story. He rented some bedding. This long story where you try to come off as like, oh, I'm so cool, I'm like Thoreau, was actually <laughs> a, just a secret pity party. Like, hey, listeners, I didn't get anything for my birthday. 
you I feel like son of a bitch. This is the worst form of yellow journalism that I've ever <laughs> witnessed. This spin to attack Wait, everything where, that I where say. The, where the journalist is using the same public forum as the person <laughs> yeah. being interviewed at the exact same time. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why, but I got to feel like the term yellow journalism is racist somehow. Yeah, maybe. That's probably true. I have no idea. I mean, if it's a term that originated before the 60s, it's probably racist. <laughs> Good point. Right. <laughs> Excellent point. So the point of all of this is now our listeners... What was that be- guy's name? The guy who helped start the Spanish-American War? Fuck you. <laughs> I actually can't remember. I'm trying like- to wrap up this little intro thing That here. seems like something I should know. Her- if you know... Hurst? Yeah. Is Hurst. it Hurst? Yeah. It, like... Because right. there's, yeah, Patty Hearst. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. What is happening right but, now? You like, his name was something, Randolph Hearst. Yes. Randolph William Hearst. Randolph Hearst. That's you heard right. it here first, listeners. <laughs> you did hear it here. We are the only comedy podcast <laughs> that is committed to telling you who helped start the Spanish-American <laughs> War through muckraking in his chain The reason of I asked is because when I originally was going to equate this scenario between me and Mike as if Hearst was in the Philippines or wherever it started uh-huh. and was just like... It was in fact the Philippines. Okay, good. Was basically just like baiting them to start shooting each other. <laughs> like, from, like from the same city that they're all in. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> he listened to what he said about you guys. This is awful. With like a bullhorn. But like made... one of those, like one of those, like like cardboard cone yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. One of those comic ones that, like old, old. It was like nineteen. That old dandies would bring to football games. Nineteen oh four or Man, something te- like that. Technology has really come forward a lot since the one of the wealthiest men <laughs> around <laughs> was only able to get his message across through a bullhorn on the street. Now they now now wealthy people like that hire me okay, to get their message across for them. How like think about how much more accessible Citizen Kane would have been. If that had been part of the story. <laughs> like Orson Welles in the Philippines just shouting through one of those <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Why does he have to but be in the Philippines? But with incredible cinematography. Why does he have to be in the Philippines? <laughs> but yeah, now rich people just hire me. Stories about which I will tell you when we come back, maybe. Oh, oh teaser. Really? Yeah. Teaser alert. Possibly That's... the first in the history of the show, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so we will go on our little break, and then we'll have entrepreneurial tales Apparently. from one Stephen Montenegro. Woo! Woo! We'll be right back. I made it sound like there were three woos. Welcome back to How Could the Show Be Bad, sponsored by IKEA, warehouse full of garbage. I've actually uh, I've been selling uh, Google Podcast ads for the podcast. It's a it's a thing. It doesn't, you know. Wait, what? Google is this listens, actually a thing. Google that listens exists? to your podcast, and then they hear a bunch of words, mm-hmm. and then they just randomly generate. Uh, they just randomly generate ads. Where? Um, in within the podcast, like when we put it on the internet, when Google. Uh, Caches it mm-hmm. like they when just they randomly it. generate ads by randomly throwing words together. They hear like, no, no, no. Those, no. Like, they hear words in your podcast or something. They it's like it's like a Ikea Sanchez. <laughs> 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 it's no, it, 
first of all, this isn't a real thing. So you guys have ruined the joke that I'm telling. Oh. How are we ruining the joke? <laughs> we're asking you to clarify on your made-up thing. <laughs> we were playing along we're as if it actually like, exists. Please, Stephen, elaborate on your premise. <laughs> The premise is is that it's just like a search ad. So if you type things or like email ads, uh-huh. if you type things or have things in your email, like it doesn't matter if it's if like you could send someone an email or we could say on a podcast, mm-hmm. IKEA is a warehouse full of crap. Yeah. And if Google crawled that, they would go, "Ooh, IKEA. Let's put ads that IKEA has previously paid us for onto this." And I really, I really would love to believe that once we've uploaded this and Google has crawled it, they just insert inside the audio, like, basically radio ads for Ikea right after we've been calling it a pilot. <laughs> would it be like a spooky robot voice? or I imagine that Ikea would make the ads and submit them to Google like you do with Google ads oh, in so general. it would be in Swedish. <laughs> I think that there's people there that speak English, yeah, Dan. I think, I think they cover a couple of languages. Like the whole country of Sweden? Well, essentially, yes, actually, yeah. <laughs> Wait, the whole country of Sweden covers a couple of languages. I think most of them speak English. Oh, oh, that's what it. I was yeah, saying. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I thought I thought you meant there was like Swedish and like Swedish point one. Oh, like that I wasn't. Oh, like a, like a higher Swedish. Yeah, like, that only like the aristocracy speaks. <laughs> the, like I thought you were suggesting that there was a second Swedish language that I didn't know what it was. That'd be weird. I thought maybe it would be like you know German or something like that mm, or sure. Russian. Secret, secret Nazi Swedish. <laughs> secret nazi swedish yeah yeah well I, I, you would think that like the swedes would get on board for like well this is apparently our time right like they were pretty much the nazi ideal it's true sure but didn't they didn't they try really hard to keep both russia and germany out of sweden during I, world I war ii i believe they did yes yeah so see they they were apparently weren't down yeah Although, then again, weren't most Russians the Nazi ideal? <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. Uh, this is, this is, turning, this, this is this taking is, a weird turn. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is bad. How can this show be sad? <laughs> yeah. Man, how many people died in World War II and directly afterwards? Am I right? Ah. Uh, <laughs> so on we. <laughs> on we. I've made me sad. Aww. Um, Buck so, up, though, because you have the entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, yeah. So I've been to match. Post I've been teaser podcast. What's S- happening after the teaser? Ikea Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that would be like the best professional football name, football player name <laughs> ever. Ikea Sanchez. <laughs> Ikea Sanchez. Totally. Well, after that song, I was kind of picturing Ikea Sanchez as like a Latino blaxploitation character <laughs> well he could still be a professional football player oh sure who yeah. also is like a private detective <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in his spare time yeah. witness, <laughs> in the witness, off season yeah, exactly. witness chad ochocinco who <laughs> in fact fights crime in the off season man do, do you have any idea how bad the mafia and yakuza together were were worried when the nfl was you know in a lockout, oh, and Chad Ochocinco <laughs> had tons of time to he'd, bring down organized crime. He'd have all year. <laughs> they breathed a sigh of relief when he chose to use that time to try out for a professional soccer team, <laughs> but he failed. Oh, um, were they offended by his fake Spanish heritage? <laughs> no, uh, they were offended by the fact that he wasn't very good. Okay, I think was the deal. Anyways, in fairness, he was distracted by uh, you know his crime solving nightly activities. Well, that's the thing is like, 
how much crime can you fight and still, you know, be able to cross the ball from the right wing with like pinpoint accuracy? It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good soccer name. Great. Terms. Great terminology. Uh-huh. Great terminology. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that those would be at least universal enough that people would get them, but maybe I think not. I, can, I think I can picture what those words meant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from yeah. what I understand of soccer, I think I know what those words meant. Sometimes you kick the ball sort of laterally. Sure. And sometimes that <laughs> happens from the right. Okay. That would be crossing. I'm sure me. our one or two listeners who have... Act- actively expressed interest in soccer will appreciate this segment. Yeah, because now they know something about it. Like, but I assume that our listeners that had actively, I don't know how active, maybe over email, yeah, uh, uh, expressed interest in soccer. Um, I'm sure that you know they expressed interest, but not enough to know anything whatsoever about the game. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> did someone actually express interest in soccer? Uh, yes. Why would you? B- why would you express interest and not know any? They've had a lot of time to bone up on the game so they can email you with knowledge. Yeah, that's true. So tell me about soccer on email. There. Howbadcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That was my email appeal. Good so work. I've been out of town working. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, essentially what I do is I rake muck for rich people. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. <laughs> um, it, it started as, it started as, you know. started court. as actually wallowing in mud right. in yeah. the spider room. Yes. Right. Um, but now Not I re- mentioned his childhood as a stable boy. Well, sure. Yeah. But now I rake muck for rich people. Right. It's what I do. Um, and I you've do been things. raised to the rank of Lord. That's true. I am <laughs> a vassal Lord. Um, which I think is probably just the same rank. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I've been out of town working and I was in Nevada mm. in Las Vegas, Nevada. The old, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was out in the desert for a while too, but that was where were you going to go with that? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to come with that a... Las Vegas ruins. I was going to come up. I was going to come up with a fake nickname for the state of Nevada, but then once he said Las Vegas, I was worried like, oh, now I'll be expected to like actually say a nickname Las Vegas has allowed. So I just gave up. <laughs> Do they have nicknames? <laughs> I don't know. The, oh, wait. the old shiny shitty. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. So I was in the old shiny shitty. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was staying in this like cheap, cheap ass hotel. It was like the cheapest thing that I could find. It, so let's know. just let's just tick off the list. Suck at IKEA. Suck, suck at it Las, Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, it was like the cheapest thing that I could find that didn't terrify me just on the internet. Right. Like uh-huh. you know, sometimes hotels take pictures of their rooms, yeah. put them on the internet, and. And those photos still terrify you? <laughs> like, that was the best that they could possibly come up with, right. and you're horrified by it? Really? Yeah. They took this out of a police case file? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh my, there's a roach on the camera lens. <laughs> that, and this was the best one? But no, it was the, and, and the hotel, like, in Pentagram fairness. of blood. <laughs> it's a selling point to some. <laughs> to some, yeah. Like, finally. In fairness, the hotel was certainly an excellent hotel room for the $26 a night I was paying for sure. something like that. But uh, in the hotel, there is a, an arena attached to the hotel. And it's like there's like a minor league hockey team that plays there and blah, blah, blah. And this is not a funny story or a fun story. It's just something really cool that I'm actually just offering a pitch for right now. <laughs> okay. So if you're in the Vegas area, I believe in the middle of October – um. Uh, uh, swing on by the Orleans Hotel and Orleans Arena because the guy, I can't remember his name, that scored uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie or maybe all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. 
Polly Shore? Polly Shore. Huh. That was it. He is going to be conducting the Munich Symphony Orchestra and two uh, and a choir and a chorale. Holy shit, as, that's going to be hilarious. As as they play the play the score of the film while they play the film in the arena. It seems really cool. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I just thought that would be cool, and I'm pissed that I'm not going to be So there. wait, so like this very like um, prestigious European orchestra is going to stay at this yes. shitty hotel? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I'm bringing this back around to the fun part of this. Okay. Like, so there's, first of all, like one of the choirs is like a boys' choir from somewhere. And this is like a hotel that is not a hotel casino that is not on the Las Vegas Strip, which means that every week is fabulous after 50 week where like, you know, Monday through Thursday, if you're over 50 rooms are like six dollars and, you know, they have classic car shows in the parking lot, which just means like some dude drove a 59 Chevy there. Right. And they're like, look at it. (laughs) Like it's full of terrible old people and like. And now, apparently, for like three days in October, a boys' choir and a prestigious European (laughs) orchestra who I hope to God are not actually staying at this hotel. I really, really want them to be. So this hotel is full of old, terrifying people. Yeah. Um, And I tried to stay off the casino floor. Like, I was working for most days. So it was like wander through the casino to get to my meetings, wander back, whatever. A little glad handing. Some glad handing. Uh, Do you know what glad handing is? Maybe. <laughs> Do you think it means playing with slot machines or fondling old people? Because those are the only two things I could have been doing. Well, well, sometimes you need to do the one in order to get to the slot machine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, the I tried hard to like find like every An attractive old person to fondle. No, every <laughs> last I should have. <laughs> Ah, man, my hand is covered in Geritol. (laughs) I don't know what Geritol is, (laughs) and I don't know why I wouldn't have washed my hands in, like, the four days since I've returned. I'm kidding. Um, But uh, I think Geritol is something that old people have or like or want. Or (laughs) want. (laughs) It's like like a precious metal. (laughs) I don't know. There's a single single mine in, like, Eritrea, the Geritol mines. (laughs) And I'm like, not old. I finally have the Geritol. Yeah. Never again shall my hip break that's upon actually, a small... That's actually the plot of the Avengers movie, is that <laughs> Loki and the Red Skull acquire Geritol, the most powerful mineral on the planet. And there's only so much of it. Uh-huh. And it has the power to, I don't know, make old people young or Wasn't... something. But wait, wasn't the, the uh, plot of the Avengers is the movie Cocoon? Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Didn't Wolf Wolverine still alive? What is Wolf Brimley still alive? I think so, barely, but He'd I think probably so. be in that movie. Wait, the the Quaker Oats guy? Yeah, yeah. No, Wolford Brimley is he dead? Yeah, no, he must still be alive because I would know if he were dead. That's the kind of thing you I would, would know. sense it, right? Yeah, I would sense feel a it. void. Yeah. I would I would feel the disturbance in the forest yeah. from Wolford Brimley. You'd sit death. down to your morning oatmeal and be like. Oh, this just tastes like ashes in my mouth. <gasps> Brimley, no. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I should have got steel cut oats, not Wilford Brimley is dead tasting cut oats. <laughs> is that why people say you should get steel cut? I think it is. Because every other oat- all of the rest just tastes like Wilford Brimley's corpse. This is bad. How could the show be bad? Bought, brought to you by the Steel Cut Oat Council. <laughs> Everything else takes, tastes like Wilford Brimley's ashes in oh, your mouth. Man, I, steel cut oats, Quaker Oats oatmeal. I really tastes like my corpse. <laughs> I really hope there are like, see, like competing 
like underground cabals (laughs) (laughs) whose entire identity whose entire identity is just founded on the preparation method of oats (laughs) man that's kind of anyways yes okay so I'm sitting in the. I, I try and avoid this casino floor because it just makes me sad. Yeah. Uh. So many, like, uh, never, never before have there been so many hundreds of people that were a combined three years from death in the same room. Right. Um, maybe like, uh, maybe like a geriatric AIDS ward or something like that. Sure. Like, <laughs> if that exists, uh-huh. that might be the only thing that could make me more sad than this casino floor. We need more Geritol or this entire <laughs> ward is going down. Yeah. Damn you, Red Skull! <laughs> um, no, so I'm sitting on this casino floor, enjoying my enjoying my casino brand. No, no, you're enjoying it. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're enjoying whatever's I, happening. I was definitely enjoying yeah. my casino brand uh, <laughs> uh, iced coffee. Oh, sure. And a uh, and a a morning cigarette. And so when you smoke in a casino, people will constantly come and ask you for cigarettes, which is totally fine. I get it. Like. Mm-hmm. Like it's just part of part of being a smoker, or maybe their way of saying, "Hey, don't smoke so much. Let <laughs> me take one of those bullets for you." Right. I'm old. Uh, me and 180 of my best friends are combined three days from death. <laughs> um, but no. Although you're at a casino, like, shouldn't they just be like tossing cigarettes to everybody? No, no. I think that's part of how they make their money. Casinos sell cigarettes for a butt ton of money because mm-hmm. people just need to smoke when they're in there. Um. Uh, That's the only joy they're getting out of the whole situation. Yeah, well, and, and actually, at one point, I was. This was in a different casino. I was sitting there smoking, also uh, drinking coffee, and drinking a beer, and playing video poker at the same time. I was literally like, <laughs> I had my cigarette up over my coffee cup, yeah, and like a beer in the other hand, yeah, and I was like using the bottom of the beer to hit the video poker button. The nice. only thing that could have added vice to that was BJ's and smack. <laughs> yes, but and Geritol, yeah, and Geritol, right. well, obviously to, Geritol to keep you alive during all of that, right? Because so, you know, otherwise the old people AIDS. Yeah, the right. yeah, I'm going to get geriatric HIV at yeah. some point. Um, as a young man, <laughs> right? Uh, but no, so I'm sitting in this casino and smoking, and someone comes and asks me for a cigarette, and I just like reach to get cigarettes, and I don't even look up, and I look up, and it's the I swear to God, the only woman in the casino that is under the age of thirty. And she asks to bum a cigarette, and I give it to her. And then she kind of lingers there for a second. And I'm like, do you need a lighter? Or... And she looks at me, and she's like, "She's like, would it be weird if I said you were cute? <laughs> yes. Um, and so my response was, without thinking about it at all, well, yeah, most people describe me as adorable. <laughs> and she uh-huh. just looks at me silently for half a second Actively and very defiantly spins on her heels, goes, okay, and just walks off silently. Huh. I don't know what that, I do not know what that interaction meant. Yeah. I have, I have absolutely no clue. Well, hmm. Maybe, what that, was she like really alternative looking? Like she thought that she was going to be like despoiling new ground by like calling you cute like she wanted to be the only like she discovered you like an indie band (laughs) no 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 so first of all and then she finds out yeah everyone thinks i'm cute fuck (laughs) or (laughs) like like maybe like like this was the equivalent of her running up to all her friends and being like oh so 
you guys are going to want to check out this new band I just heard, Mumford and Sons. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Um, maybe, and then everybody being like, fuck you. Maybe like when maybe she saw you in your state of multiple vices, like your, your weird, like, this, at this point, I wasn't gambling. Vices. I was okay. just, no, the at this point, vice. I was just smoking and drinking coffee. Oh. Well, maybe she had. She'd been watching you before when you were quad vicing. And she thought it was like, she thought this could be like a leaving Las Vegas scenario where she could like bring happiness to like your last few weeks of life before you just like killed yourself through neglect and self abuse. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm actually very, I was much more comfortable with the mystery than I am with this being the plot of a Nicolas Cage movie. Whatever. Don't we all dream to live the plot of a Nicolas Cage movie? All of them? Any of them. Any and all of them. I would love it if my skull were on fire. Yeah. That was Nicolas Cage, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is he in the new one? Is he still the Did they make another one of those? I didn't know they were making another one. I was at the mall today. (laughs) There was a poster next to the movie theater that was just a. chain on fire and it said he rides again and i hope to god that it's still nicholas cage it, it would have to be wouldn't it right isn't that the only appeal that that franchise has <laughs> wait I mean, we were counting that as a net positive for the franchise it's the only positive it has so i th- i think i think a ton of people go to nick cage movies just to watch nick cage y- be nick cage yet another Yet another piece what? of gold, Nicolas Cage. What? Really? Like in an ironic sense. Yeah. Because he makes the most crazy, horrible movies. And oh, he makes the I most, get it. And, and, okay, and I he get makes it. the most fascinating like choices as an actor within his movies right. sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, have you seen the first Ghost Rider? No. He, almost every time he points or gestures at somebody, he does it as if... He was under the impression the movie was going to be in 3D. <laughs> Always pointing, like, pretty much directly at the camera, but a little off so it doesn't look too cheesy. Yeah. But, like, every he time. He probably was under the impression it was yeah. in 3D. And then the studio's like, He's no, like, no. Of course they're going to add 3D to this, and it always looks like shit. I'm going to make sure yeah. that this one works. <laughs> He's, well, that's what he said. He's like, I I'm going to make the audience, like, I'm going to give them the gift of a good 3D movie. I have so much more respect for him now to, to think that he was at least, like, as terrible of an actor as he is, at least he was enterprising. Yeah. Yeah. He's altruistic too. He was, yeah, and he's, he's like, I'm going to make yeah, this the best fucking to, 3D movie. Yeah, ever. he's trying to create a good audience experience. Yeah, no, no, it's Ghost Rider is. Or maybe like incredible. they actually wanted to make it Ghost Rider 3D, and he was like, No, 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 I can do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is exactly yeah. what I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. My story respect is better. back to normal Nicolas Cage respect levels. <laughs> Which is very little. He's crazy enough where, like, I could see him doing that. It's like, why do we need to spend the money on 3D? I can just do it for you. Yeah. Watch like, me. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I was just Look at how much closer yeah. that got. Look how close I am to the camera right now. Look how close. Look at where I'm standing. Look how close my finger is to the camera. <laughs> this is great. This is all you need. Let's do this. It was three days into production before he admitted that he couldn't make his headlight on fire by sheer force of <laughs> right. will. Like, guys, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, just... Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs> what, it's it's the da- it's the fruit you put in my trailer. Yeah, like that's what it is. Like why why are you trying to sabotage right. me? <laughs> that's my Nicolas Cage impression. Sure. Why are you trying to sabotage me? <laughs> that's more like Nixon. <laughs> it kind of did almost get into Nixon. Yeah, you're Nixon or you're Mel Gibson, which are very similar <laughs> impressions. They're almost identical. Yes. <laughs> I assume that Nixon and Mel Gibson are almost identical people. Oh. They both hate Jews. Mm. Yeah. They, yeah. 
They both they're both dead. Uh, uh oh, really? What? Wait, is Mel Gibson not dead? <laughs> I I don't believe so. No, he's the beaver. Why? Haven't, <laughs> oh, yeah. Why hasn't he done anything insane recently? Then he would. He was, he the, was beaver. the beaver. <laughs> well, he wasn't. He wasn't what? the beaver. He was. Oh, wow. he was. He was the hand that moves the beaver. He was the hand in the ass of the beaver. What? <laughs> right. What are we talking about? You didn't hear about that movie? No. Oh, it was supposed to. Uh, yeah. It's supposed to be like like an like it was. I think it was going for like an Oscar kind of yeah thing. It's just Mel Gibson is a sad man. Yes, and then he starts manipulating a beaver puppet, right? With which has like a, a a voice that's more like I assume he sounded like when he was growing up in Australia, where right. he has sort of an Australian accent and is sort of like gruff and like I'm an old beaver <laughs> who has I don't know. <laughs> Sort of sounds like a uh, like a you know rock DJ from England. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, from certain regions, certainly. But yeah, the movie was supposed to be this weird like, hey, everyone hates Mel Gibson, but look, here's his powerhouse performance with this Beaver puppet. And I don't know if it actually did what? well. Who seriously did? No, 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 no. Who looked at the log line for that and went, Mel Gibson delivers a powerhouse performance. With a beaver Did puppet. you really not it hear went, about this This is going to be amazing. For like the months that people were hyping it? No, heard nothing about it. Because, I mean, people were hyping it for like, I mean, like the studios are trying to hype it. It's like, look, he's, it's his, you know, he's trying to, it's his redemption. Right. right. But most of the society was like, holy shit, Mel Gibson has a beaver <laughs> puppet. And they decided to make a serious drama about it. You really got nothing. Wow. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm amazed it's... you got nothing about that movie. How? I'm mad at the internet. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, you're gonna have to check that out. I know what I'm Maybe doing in for the break. Next, just I know what at, I'm at doing the very for the next least. Three or four like days. I haven't seen the movie, but I loved watching the trailer. So you should at least see the trailer. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing for the next three or four days, knowing everything that I can know about people making fun of Mel Gibson and a beaver puppet. <laughs> totally. Wow. That was yeah, not so the ending I expected to Steven's Las Vegas story. Yeah, there's actually either. there's actually more stories to this, but like they're not that interesting. What the first one wasn't. What about you? The, okay, so there's there's a the wait. The, is this another teaser? The remaining story. <laughs> the remaining stories are actually more interesting than the previous. Yeah, stories. teaser alert. Teaser <laughs> alert. Teaser alert. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's tease again so that we make sure that we keep our audience through the next break. I happen to have heard one of the uh, one of the tales that Stephen has to tell. Oh, already. I'm sorry that this show is boring to you, birthday boy. What? Maybe you should go back <laughs> through the warehouse of garbage and find some joy in the bamboo spoon section. What did I do to you in the last two <laughs> weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you did me a favor and took care of my dog, <laughs> and I was offended by your generosity. Jesus. All right. Can we, uh, That's the kind of family dynamic we have, folks. Apparently so. <laughs> never, never show generosity. Only hatred. <laughs> yeah, generosity is a weak emotion. And, uh, and on that, we will be back. <laughs> How could the show be bad? Hate. Oh.
Welcome back to How Could the Show Be Bad? Hey. When we left, <laughs> Stephen was, <in> <laughs> was in the middle of telling us fascinating stories about Vegas and. They're not that fascinating. AIDS ridden people. Yep. That's true. They, they are old people with AIDS. Yes. Um, how come there's not any old people with AIDS? I. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did where did that come from? What <laughs> must be a guy that guy out up at the bar hanging out with Sasquatch? Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, <laughs> so there's two stories left. One I will just breeze through. So I'm in a cab. It's the worst cabbie in the world. Uh, <laughs> he, he tried to he tried to murder some people at a stoplight. Oh god! By, <laughs> by I shit you not, stopping at the stoplight behind the crosswalk. Yeah. Getting impatient about four seconds into a red light, and then just creeping up into the crosswalk wall, a gaggle of people, like a stream of people, <laughs> yeah. like New York City streets at the beginning of Tootsie amounts of people yeah. are like are like driving by. So one dude like almost got hit by this cab, kind of dodged out of the way, yeah. and like hit the hood of the cab. And this guy became enraged, so he throws the cab in park, leans over to the side, to like the passenger side in the front seat, gets out his like cooler bag, mm. you know, like you carry your lunch in, yeah. uh-huh. pulls a steak knife out of it, <laughs> and threatens to, quote, Take your eyes. Wow. <laughs> like out the window. <laughs> I will take your eyes. Oh I God. will take your eyes. <laughs> That's so specific. And I, um, yeah. That was <laughs> well, so in fairness, when you're brandishing a steak knife. It like, wasn't pointy need... on the end either. It was exactly. like the rounded kind. You need yeah. to get specific. I suppose. Otherwise, people are just like, that thing's bullshit. Yeah. But, but like, it, if you know they're going for the eyes. But I mean, like that suggests to me that wherever this guy used to be before he was a cabbie, like whatever life he led before cabbie uh-huh. suggest me that he has done this before <laughs> yeah i feel like, like this is my eye taking knife <laughs> i keep it with me i feel like there's a good chance he was lebanese okay uh, like that's just that's just what i got i got a lebanese vibe <laughs> from him all right that doesn't oh. indicate anything eye taking to me but yeah, i don't know no. a ton about but lebanese i don't culture. i can't think of a single culture in which taking someone's eyes yeah. is a common thing yeah but uh so anyways the uh, I'm sitting in the back of this cab while this is <laughs> happening, thinking that I'm about to become like an accessory after the fact or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. to the first drive-by stabbing in the history of the universe. <laughs> um, like, like, and not just like a very specific drive-by stabbing. Oh, like, that was not that was that was the that was seconds after I got into this cab, but not. And the most dramatic of the terrible things, but not the last. Well, so, in fairness, like, what would you have been expected to do? What would your role have been in order to not become an accessory after the I fact? think I, had, I would have had to have jumped out of a moving car. Or, like, since we were stopped at a stoplight right. and he had already put it in park, I could right. have just run away. Right. Uh-huh. But here's the thing with cabs there and maybe They're a really hard people. to flag down. So once <laughs> yeah. you're in one... Yeah. No. <laughs> um, like, the doors lock. Like, they lock you into the cab so you can't get out without paying them. Uh-huh. At one of the many very long stoplights that would be say right before your destination uh-huh. um so like i think i may have been locked into this cab <laughs> while this dude like stopped to get out and go take someone's eyes yeah, with yeah. a steak knife <laughs> he also later on like drove up on he was tired of um 
not passing someone mm-hmm. by going around them on the left when he was already in the left lane. Yeah. So he just drove up on the desert landscape median thing, <laughs> like ended up with one wheel on either side of the desert landscape median thing, hit a couple of plants, then couldn't get back off of it, really. He tried to swerve into it a couple of times to get his wheels back up onto it. <laughs> so he, was, he, could, oh, he was trapped man. like one of those like fake driving rides like at Valley Yeah, Fair. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he eventually got two wheels back up onto it, but felt like he was going to flip the cab over so he just waited till we got to uh <laughs> till we got to a intersection and drove off of it and then like hung a right out of the left hand lane when he drove off of this thing <laughs> huh. to nowhere like like he hung a right and one block later we were in the parking lot of an abandoned warehouse oh. and i was like oh fuck oh <laughs> fuck my <laughs> i was terrified like i said nothing uh-huh. during all of this <laughs> like i think a good person would have been like hey don't cut that guy's eyes out <laughs> but no i was like um if you say something he will cut your eyes out right. and that's what i chose to do right um. Anyways, so that's my cabbie story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wait, that's your cabbie story? Yeah. How much tip it ended you give at the to warehouse? Here's the fuck. T- I tipped him. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> he got He's me- got your eye gouging he stick got me, knife. He got me back to my hotel. Uh huh. He got me back to my hotel, and like it was like. It was literally that sketch from Chappelle show with Wayne Brady, where Wayne Brady became very pleasant Uh all of a sudden after shooting people with a machine gun or whatever. Um, He was very pleasant through the rest of the cab ride once he flipped a U.E. and got us out of this this abandoned parking lot, which he was very angry about. Uh Like, he turned into it and then was just pissed <laughs> like but as soon as he like f- flipped around in a gigantic abandoned parking lot yeah mm-hmm. like he was mumbling about how now he has to turn around <laughs> like like he couldn't have been in the most simple place to turn around ever <laughs> right. like in fact this is where people take their 13 year old children to help them practice turning around right but do you think that he was just really nervous because of how cute he thought you were. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> generally, it's like, do I? It's like I got to impress this guy. Do yeah. I call him? Do I call him cute or adorable? <laughs> if I choose wrong, I'm just gonna have to walk away. Right. Um. But no. So he he gets me back to my hotel like ten minutes later, and like after all of this, like he was so pleasant for the last five or ten minutes of the trip that I tipped him. <laughs> like I literally like tipped him like five or four something on like a fifteen dollar cab ride. He, he charmed his way into making you forget all that had transpired. <laughs> and that's the thing is like I just like it was just going through the motions. It's not like I was terrified that if I didn't tip him, he would take my eyes. Right. I had forgotten all about that. Well, had he put his he put his eye knife back in he his He took the pit. time before before driving through the green light after uh-huh. like hanging out the window with the knife before driving through the now green light to get out his little cooler bag again yes. and uh-huh. put the knife back oh, inside of it. that was nice of him. Yeah. Because if he had to bang a hard Yui in an abandoned parking lot, you didn't want that knife flying around. Exactly. Like, he was worried about my safety. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't want to screw up that cute face. If you're right. Yeah. It was terrifying, huh. but pretty awesome. Totally. Do wonder what he was gonna eat in that lunch? Uh, yeah, what I, was right? in there? Right? Holy right? shit! Did he have like a like? There's like a cold half a steak in there or something imagine, like that. I imagine it was like one of the dishes that they're served in the second Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> you know, or like uh-huh. like chilled monkey brains, or like that soup with eyes in it. Right, or the snake with like eels inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't although, know. Although the soup with eyes in it is probably the most the likely. Most thematically <laughs> yeah. appropriate, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he just had broth. Maybe that was the yeah. problem. Yeah. That's why <laughs> All right. He's like, oh, I can't believe I ran out of eyes this morning. And then he saw an opportunity. <laughs> he felt like he was justified. Well, that's why. No that's jury why would was... convict me. That guy touched my car. That's right. That's his whole plan. Like, he's he's trying to goad people into picking a fight with him so that he's justified in taking their eyes. Mm. That's the only way he's going to eat anything aside from broth. No, no jury would convict me. They, you saw how he touched my car. Okay, um, uh, I, I mean, you can keep going. That's I don't care. All right, so we're gonna lose Dan here. Yeah. Dan has a hard out. In the spirit of in the spirit of how professional this show has been from you're the get go, you're not gonna hear the best story. Oh, I can tell the story quick. I'll listen to it on the podcast. <laughs> Dan is a faithful listener. Fuck you. Sorry, guys. You really have to go this instant? Yes. All I'm right. on a schedule, dog. All right, great. All right. Goodbye, listeners. Enjoy the story. You know what we're, you know we're going to do? I wish we hadn't saved I wish we hadn't saved the one of these stories that I'd already heard <laughs> when Dan had to leave. Yeah. Well, it was the best one. Uh-huh. That's the problem. You know what we're going to do? We're n- we're going to cut out the part where you said you had to leave, uh-huh. and we're just going to st- it splice in other reactions. Chuckling. Or going, <laughs> Here, I'll do some right now. Oh. What? Huh. No. Mike. Can I just point out that uh, I have like, I'm going to have like maybe two, three hours to edit this, <laughs> edit this thing together. Splicing is not going to happen tonight. Okay. Well, awesome. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Bye, Dan. Have a great day. <laughs> you jerk. This is awesome. This is the best exit I've ever had. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo. Yep. Okay. So uh, Dan is currently leaving. Uh, what a dick. Mike's <laughs> microphone. Woo. Get away from my microphone. Yeah. You Not only smells. you leave us early, but you you get into Mike's microphone. That's a double. Nah. Gross. Yeah. Um, so the last story, as as Dan loudly stomps his way. What a dick bag. <laughs> Can you, you know what? You know what? Let's, oh. uh, let, I, w- I was actually just trying to think of a way that I could tell the story, but then we could release the podcast, but everybody but Dan would be able to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there, I don't, I don't think the internet works that way though. Yeah, that would be, it would be tough to keep Dan out. There's gotta be some sort of like. IP blocky thing that we could do that would not allow any of his devices. Or... I suppose, but we would have to like look up what that IP was. Well, we'll just ask him. <laughs> okay, look, my plan is crumbling. Yeah. All right, let's just get this mystery story in here. It's it's kind of an awesome story. This is the yeah, problem. I know. So I am I am in a hotel casino. On the Las Vegas Strip, which yes. is the fancy part of Las Vegas. The part that you see in movies, like The Hangover. Um, <laughs> oh, The Hangover. I know, right? We're down with that movie, and therefore people must find us ed- edgy and, <laughs> and funny. Um, uh, like this is That's the audio equivalent of showing people how we can make a baby pretend to jerk off. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's it's from that movie. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think Enjoy of the that. reference, Hangover fan. I was trying to think if it was actually from that movie. <laughs> um, I was really hoping that was it wasn't a different time that Zach Galifianakis tried to make a baby look like it was jerking off. Right, which seems like something he does all the time. 
Well, I would imagine anytime he's holding a baby, which can't happen that often. Yeah, who gives their child to him? Yeah. It's like handing your child to me. Yeah, exactly. You're both... Terrifying. Yeah, classic examples of... Like, not even... Like, you wouldn't even expect dudes like you to be, like, into the baby for, like, weird sexual purposes. Nope. You're like mountain men that would like just be confused and roast yeah we make we make frankenstein's monster type sounds and then just drop it and run (laughs) yeah that's like that's pretty much what we do oh that's what the thing was that he had in that movie the they strapped it to him so he wouldn't just drop it scream and run (laughs) like it was it was actually not part of the film the director was uncomfortable allowing zach galifianakis the actor to hold the baby right so he's like we just got to strap this thing to this guy (laughs) Which, by the way, there is an insane amount of douchebags that walk around on the Vegas Strip in a black T-shirt with, like, a baby thing printed on the front of it. Like, a baby in a baby carrier, like, screen printed on the front of the T-shirt. Really? That's a popular shirt now? That is a thing. Weird. And, like, I think people just get it just to go to Vegas. <laughs> like, they probably buy it at Vegas. Well, yeah, I imagine. at Yeah, at Vegas. The store. Um... <laughs> So I'm in a Vegas casino, uh-huh. and like, wait, is it a specific? Is it specifically a Hangover reference? Like, it's a specific Hangover shirt. Yeah, like yeah. it's the baby. Yeah, and then on the back it says the Hangover or whatever. Ah, uh. yeah, weird. No, not weird. Just the saddest thing that you've ever heard. It's just another example of how all of how like formality is losing everything back in the day people would at least have the decency to put on their good tuxedo t-shirt to if, walk right? the vegas strip yeah what are they what are they wearing t-shirts of farmers <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so i i'm in i'm in a casino a fancy one uh-huh. and uh i am starting to experience the uh common sensation that uh i frequently been taught is called heartburn um, I sure. get it a lot. I have what you would call a bad stomach. Um, so I'm I'm getting heartburn, and I start looking for the little convenience store thing that is in every casino where I can pay seven times too much for roll aids uh-huh. because I am committed to not having crippling heartburn as soon as possible. That's a brave stand to take. I know, right? I thought I thought you know what? A man stands up, and mm-hmm. sometimes he has to say, "I will not have this crippling heartburn inside of me as soon as possible." <laughs> uh-huh. So I walk through a gaggle of people, having spotted the convenience store, not really paying attention to who's there. Right. And I realize that I've walked into the middle of a group of, it, it was like 10 or 12 people. They were all African-American men. Uh-huh. They were all well over the height of six foot. And they were all like impeccably dressed. Like wearing like suits or like, you know, the clubbing equivalent of a suit. Uh-huh. like. You're lost uh, in a forest of fancy black men. Yes. I was lost in a forest of fancy black men. And, like, I sort of look up as I realize that I have entered this thing and am now <laughs> at the eye of the fancy black man <laughs> hurricane. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, like, realize – and then realize that I'm at the eye of a fancy black man hurricane. Right. Um, can't believe I had to say that twice. <laughs> um, but uh, – and then I hear a guy on the phone. And I'm like, I know that voice, and I don't know if I said it out loud or not. Uh-huh. But then Method Man turns around, <laughs> still on the phone, he's like, says into the phone, hey, I got to call you back. And he just hangs up the phone, he's like, what up, man? And I'm like, so Method Man, one of the coolest people I could think of, yeah. is like, just decided to look at me and ask what's going on, probably because I wandered into the middle of his 
cloud of entourage. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and and so the coolest thing I can think of to say to this coolest this person like alive. Such a, like, this is such a like like Wizard of Oz or like Narnia type of thing. Yeah. You're just passing through all of these like I was, all of these dudes who are way taller than you. It's like you've you've gotten yourself lost and you've entered a new world. Where, in which Method Man actually exists amongst the rest of us. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I was very much just going through a wardrobe of of African American gentlemen, <laughs> uh-huh. and ended up in the middle where the lion is Method Man. Right. Um, the witch uh, is his phone in this instance. I guess let's say <laughs> his phone. Um, Why are they hanging out together? Uh, you don't know what happens behind the in between the scenes of that movie slash book. I well, yeah, I guess, but like. Did the phone do something to you, like while you were in there? Like, I, you know what? I, maybe I'm the witch. I might be the witch. <laughs> um, so he hangs up on this dude. He's like, and like, so the coolest thing you I killed could- Method Man. <laughs> Wait a minute, I just realized what that means. <laughs> I did not kill Method Man. <laughs> so breaking news, listeners. <laughs> Bet Dan wishes he was here for this. Poor Dan, taxi driver to me. I want that man's eyes. <laughs> So, you know, I was more afraid of the taxi driver than Method Band, so I took his eyes. <laughs> um, no. So, like, he says, yeah, what are you up to? And, like, uh, the coolest thing I could think of to say to him is, I have heartburn and I need to get some Rolaids now. <laughs> <laughs> not to be not completely unflappable, because uh-huh. I'm sure he was high as fuck. <laughs> uh, Method Man says, oh, you got that bad stomach shit? That's too bad. And he's like... <laughs> Hey, so uh, he doesn't skip a beat. He uh-huh. says, that's too bad. Hey, so I'm opening a nightclub here. You want me to put you on the list? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I do want you to put me on the list, Method Man, while it is taking all of uh, while it is taking everything in my power to not either A, just call him cheese. You're right. Uh, or B, threaten to uh, take a hot poker, <laughs> solder shut his asshole and just keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him yeah um i did neither of those things uh because you know i wanted to play it cool <laughs> and just point out that i needed roll aids i wonder if he appreciates like that particular reference to his work when pointed at him <laughs> yeah, I, like, I feel like maybe no <laughs> i feel it like seems he's like weird like even if it's his own words it seems weird to threaten a man who is surrounded by his entourage. Yeah, I got to imagine that at least a couple of the dudes in this entourage, their whole job was to beat the fuck out of people that say that <laughs> right. to him. Um, but yeah, so I did not say it. I did, I did not refer to him as Cheese, his character's name from, uh, the, from wire. the Wire. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I simply said, yes, yes, I would like you to put me on the list for your nightclub opening. That is the correct answer. Wait, when is it? And, uh-huh. uh, uh... And, and he's like, oh, it's on Saturday. And I'm like, I knowing that I had to leave the city before then, I said, oh, shit, I'm not going to be here. Which I could have given him any number of names of people that I knew that would be there right. that could go to this. So if you know me and are in or could have gotten <laughs> to Vegas by, uh, by Saturday from a Thursday afternoon evening, fuck you. Because <laughs> you could have gotten to Method Man's nightclub opening. But I did not put your name on the list. So, so suck it. Uh Better start, better start piling up favors so next time I think of you, people that are in that region. <laughs> um, but so, so basically, what what this whole show boils down to is suck at IKEA, suck at Las Vegas, 
And suck Method it. Man, you're cool. Yeah, and suck yeah. it, everyone that Stephen Montenegro knew in Las Vegas. Or in the area that could have driven there. Right. On, what, 48 hours notice or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I explained to him, like, uh, because, you know, I could have used this opportunity of speaking with Method Man to do any number of things. But, no, I just explained to him, oh, no, I'm just here from work, and I got to go home uh-huh. and keep working. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, literally told Method Man, I'm too busy working to come to your nightclub opening. God, you were at, like, a crossroads of your life. You, <laughs> I know. You, like, <laughs> you basically chose between your current life or abandoning it all to join the circus. You, you know, and, like... It, let me finish the story, and then I'll address that. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I, uh, so I told him that I wasn't going to be able to make it, and he goes, "Oh, that sucks." He's, and then he looks, he looks me dead in the eye, takes a beat, looks me dead in the eye, and goes, "Well, gotta go." And him and his whole entourage just like jog away, <laughs> <laughs> like like they were receding back into the corn. I don't yeah. know, like it's I like it's... I don't know if like there's some like if there's some valet or whatever in like his entourage that keeps him on a really tight schedule, yeah. and like and he just knows now that, <laughs> dude, you you saw you. Came across the method. You came across Wu Tang Shangri La, yeah. and, and you said you said no, and then it melted away from <laughs> yep. you instantly. Pretty much, and you'll never find it again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> so like, so like, <laughs> melted I... away in back into a world of uh, stale cigarette smoke <laughs> and roll aids. Yep. So, like, I assume that there's a guy in his entourage that keeps him up, keeps him on such a tight schedule that he knew now that he wasted time not comping me for his nightclub opening. Uh-huh. Now, in order to get to the next place on time, he has to jog because they had <laughs> built in 90 seconds for him to stop in the middle of that casino lobby or hotel lobby and talk on the phone. That was built into the schedule. Right. But now that he talked to me, he's got to jog away. I don't know why it was like, it, were they like... They're like like on the lamb or something like that. Oh, best not stay out in the open too long. <laughs> We've been here for two minutes. Jog away. And the whole exchange took 30-some seconds. Right. But so I walk away from this. I get my roll aids. And as I am struggling to, they were actually Tums. <laughs> it's an important part of the story. Suck it, roll aids. Yeah, I prefer roll aids, but suck it, tums. They're hard to find these days. I think they've been all been recalled because they're poisonous or something. Roll aids. But so as suck I'm trying it, to open this, God, this one. I know this one. I don't know which one's going down on this one. <laughs> um, both of them. I guess. Suck it, antacids. Yeah, we are a pro acid show here. I am not, actually. I, like I said, <laughs> I took the bold stance of being like, get this fire out of my chest as soon as possible. But uh, Coward. So while totally I'm, pH neutral. Yeah. While I'm trying desperately to open the very incredibly difficult to open roll of Tums, they're wrapped very tightly and weirdly. Uh-huh. And like glue, like after they wrap them, they just smother glue all around the outside so that it forms a hard patina and you can't get in. Um, keep, keep piling on to try to make Tums... Able to compete with the excitement of Method Man. Yeah. No, but that's that's my point. As I'm doing this least exciting thing in the world, uh-huh. it occurs to me 
that I just told Method Man <laughs> that I had to go back to work instead of hanging out with him. Yeah. And then that it, that was the decision I had made for my life. <laughs> like, and I had a fucking meltdown. <laughs> I walked I walked directly back into that convenience store. Yeah. Recognized that it was not one of the convenience stores that t- sold tiny bottles of hard liquor mm-hmm. and only had beer in the cooler. Uh-huh. But bought several Bud Light Limes in <laughs> aluminum bottles, opened them all up with my lighter because they won't open them for you, uh-huh. and sat there, like, out in front of this casino, like, in the little circle where cabs and valet come, drinking, like, four Bud Light Limes, mm-hmm. and uh, realized I was much drunker than I should be after I got up, felt better, wandered off, and then called Mike to tell him the story. <laughs> that is that is the end of that story. And it ruined my day and the next day. It was like... Well, essentially, yeah. I you, ruined my day and the next day. There's some alternative Steven Montenegro in another universe who has become, like, the number two to Method Man. I know, right? Like, like he is in the Wu-Tang Clan as we speak. Like, that dude right now is getting swordsmanship lessons from from the RZA. Yeah, exactly. They're hanging. Like, he, he goes back to Wu-Tang Temple, and he's like... Later, know. he'll punch some buckets of rice while rapping, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then practice kendo with Ghostface Killer. Yo, I found... I found my new little white troll, Steve Montenegro. <laughs> that would be the coolest job in the world. <laughs> and I essentially just went, no thanks. I have to go do my boring work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sad again. <laughs> yeah, sad cast here. Well, telling the story has made me sad. <laughs> Le- okay, listeners, clearly we have to wrap this up because... Now, uh. Steven, <laughs> Steven needs to go drink himself into oblivion again. Uh, you, can, uh, you can always contact us with uh, feedback on this amazing tale. Have you ever been to Wu-Tang Shangri-La? <laughs> Send us your stories at howbadcast at gmail.com. Yeah, pl- howbadcast at gmail.com. Please email us if you've ever met Method Man and essentially in the most polite possible way told him to go fuck himself <laughs> instead of hanging out with him. And, of course, if you're Method Man, you can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash howbadcast. It's true. Um, and then, you know, maybe. Or like us. I don't remember. It's a page. You can like us. You can like, yeah. So Method Man should like us and then offer me the opportunity to hang out with him again. Because, trust me, Method, method Man, happen. if you not are listening, <laughs> Method Man, if you are listening, I will not let oh, you down this, this time. This is so sad to watch. That ship has sailed. Accept it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's the oh, it's the saddest thing. I've made myself sad. I'm done with this. I'm sad. All right, now now Stephen is walking away. He's left me to 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 do this podcast alone yet again. Now we we end the show as we started with me rambling boringly alone. One is the loneliest number you could ever do. We'll see you next time. Oh, how could the show be bad? The loneliest number is the number one. Uh,